you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to episode 80 of In Orbit, Mash Shows Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and to you, the Destiny community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we want to thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And on today's show, we were supposed to have Scrub Lord. Um, hopefully we'll have him soon, but we'll make sure to include his information in the show notes. So make sure you guys check him out. Um, but... Before we even get started on the show, I want to apologize to all the listeners for the big error that I had last week. How dare you! I believe on the show I did mention um, Rockstar, but in the naming I called it Monster. Regrettably, they all taste nasty. But I just want to clear up that confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we're not going to get sponsored by them anytime soon. I will say this. Yeah, the monster low carb orange one. I'll take that all the time. Is that the Arnold Palmer one? No, it's I, I don't have the can on me right now, but I like that one. So, monster, you should have done something with Destiny. Shame on you. I'm just saying, and then bring that low carb orange one there because that one was I like that one. Anyway, anyway. Before we begin, we want to make sure you guys check out all the other amazing podcasts that are available here on the Mash Those Buttons Network by checking out www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with us here at InOrbit by sending us questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast or, as some of you are watching us right now, on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the PC beta, which is coming up very, very soon. Just to reiterate, if you guys haven't heard us from the past few shows, the PC beta early access is August 28th, the open beta is August 29th, and the beta ends August 31st. We're not sure at this time whether or not the PC people are going to be able to go to the um, the farm like the console people did. But it wouldn't surprise me if for an hour there was some sort of special event or something lined up for the PC people. Um, going through the TWAB real quick, they gave us a little bit more elaboration on the difference between quick play and competitive. Whoa, we can't go through the TWAB quick, man. TWAB is important this week. <laughs> the TWAB wasn't that important, please. Yeah, it was. Oh, anyway. The, so they gave some elaboration on competitive versus quick play. Beyond just the game modes, we we discussed this previously that we know control and it looks like supremacy from the video, which we're going to go ahead and discuss that in a little bit. Um, and David said clash. Um, all those are going to be in the quick play queue and quick play matchmaking times are going to be shorter with less emphasis on skill. They say. They say. Uh, control winning score went up from a, up to 100. It previously was 75. And the Mercy Roll requires a larger points gap. Competitive will have a slower matchmaking time, but will emphasize on matching you up with players closer to your skill range. So this is where... I don't want to say... Um, like it was back during um, when they first had Sparrow Racing, where it was very, very bad. But Taking you, King days, yeah. Or well, not not Taking King when it began was actually pretty fine. It was the second they introduced SRL. That's when the matchmaking went to poop. Right. So hopefully this will be a nice balance. And given that there's going to be fewer people playing, um, 
not playing the game, but as in going from 12 people down to eight, you're going to have a much better time um, matching up with people. And hopefully those queue lines won't be as, as large as they were during that time. Do you find it as problematic as I do, though, that even to this point, they haven't been able to strike a balance between skill and like uh, connection quality? Like other games don't really have this problem. And I've never really understood why with Destiny, we've always had this super lag problem. You know, it's a pretty good question. Um, I honestly believe that it's so hard to really to answer that question without knowing really how they proceed with their matchmaking, like their, their, um, their coding. Um, and even then you could say, well, I have, you know, this type of coding and I'm just going to be like, I don't know what that means. Um, only thing I can say is when you have a game such as call of duty, which is so renowned, renowned for its multiplayer, where there's so many people involved, you're going to have such a large pool of players. Whereas Destiny, yes, Destiny does have a very popular multiplayer, but they're more known for their raids, their PVE activities. And I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not saying that they're not going to have people in PVP, but because they're so more renowned for those activities, um, the amount of people that are, that might be playing PVP might not be large as, as large as say, for example, Call of Duty. But, is that the exact reason? Probably not. But this is—it's just a theory that I have. Um, I, but, I, I honestly don't know. I, I can't answer that question. But mm-hmm. and you can go and play an old Call of Duty where they tell you how many people are in the playlist. I can go play Modern Warfare Two and play a playlist where it literally says there's 110 people in this playlist and mm-hmm. still have a perfect connection. And then you can go play Destiny, where there's more than 110 people playing, especially with the limited playlists they have now. There's probably like at least a couple thousand in, like, say, the main control playlist. And every game you get into is still a lag fest, which is something I just haven't understood. I've never understood why Iron Banner, the event that is supposed to attract the most people from the beginning, had super lag. It just doesn't seem right that they're matching you with all these people with super lag from the get-go when at the time of the first iron banner there was at least a hundred thousand people playing yeah i honestly don't know um and i'm hoping that they improve on the netcode and that they didn't just take the original netcode and modify it to suit their needs i hope that they really took the time to improve that netcode well the netcoding part doesn't make sense to me because halo never had these problems but I mean, and 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 it's it, it's really hard to answer this question. And the reason I say that is, who was mostly responsible for the network connections um, at um, during Halo days? And you can say, well, Bungie, of course. Like, why wouldn't they? But they were so tied into Microsoft that it wouldn't surprise me if Microsoft had their own server specific to the game and, and provided support and whatever whatever was necessary. And now Bungie doesn't have access to that. And say what you will about Microsoft and, and, and how you feel about them, but they're so renowned for their, their support for the, for their, for, especially for networking. And, and because it's not just windows you you they they have a whole suite of products I, I sound like i'm a shill for microsoft right now but but it, it, it's important to note that these are very important things and to go from that to i believe it was cisco i'm not sure if it's cisco or who, whoever they use regardless um that's a big change that, that there's a lot there's it's a different surface it's it's diff, different everything um those impact everything you do how it reacts how it how it plays out and yeah you want a consistent experience but there's just it's there's so much more under that that has to be addressed and and i know that they mentioned it before on dcp um the dcp crew back when they were in um planet destiny uh they've mentioned that there that there was confirmed issues in the web in the netcode that they couldn't iron out or hadn't ironed out or 
if you fix something, it would in- introduce a whole nother set of problems. Um, so I'm interested to see it and, until we get the official line from them. It's, it's, it's really hard to know exactly what is causing all these issues. I will say this though, when I played the beta, I didn't encounter many, many issues with regards to, to lag. Yes, there were, there were a couple games where kind of like popped up here and there, but it wasn't significant to the point where it detracted from me getting that kill or me enjoying the game. So Bungie makes great games, but shit servers. That's the sum up of your (laughs) argument. (laughs) It, 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 It really depends on the partnerships that they have. Um, and who's helping them out. Stop making excuses from there, you bungee splainer. Sorry. Okay, but but overall, do you like this choice? Do you like the whole quick play and competitive choice? I'm okay with it. I like the the fact it's it's as close as I think we're currently going to get to a ranked playlist is having this quick play setup and competitive setup. Well, as close as we're going to get now. because That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said for now. Because we do know that... Um, What's his name? Mark uh, Luke Smith. Wow, I almost said Mark Smith. Luke Smith mentioned that they are tinkering with something that they may sh- come out later. It's not going to come yeah, up after at release, but th- th- this is all post-launch um, possibilities. So, like private matches. Well, beyond private matches, but they they mentioned they when I know I know beyond. I'm just saying like that's another thing, right? Post-launch. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that this does roll out smoothly and I just want to see people get better in the game and I, and I want people to enjoy their time playing this game and I, lag is not a fun thing. So, and, and it matches, well, these settings do match up with what, what they're pushing out with these game modes. Um, countdown is a very competitive game mode it's telling you you gotta work with your team if you don't work with your team you're not gonna have a good experience um and then that new game mode the one with the 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 limited amount of lives i'm never gonna remember that until i play it several times so pardon me (laughs) same thing we had last week yeah uh so uh canadian icon pointed out in chat Mm -hmm. that um they did remove the green bar red bar from by your gamer tag which mm-hmm. is true they did so do you think it could have been a placebo we were experiencing we thought we weren't experiencing lag just because we weren't seeing it i didn't really look at the, the the green bar red even during game i don't really look to see if it's a green bar red bar my oh, i do when someone's not when someone's eating my bullets i'm like are they red bar yep they're red bar but the only time i take a look at that is when i specifically see that it's not playing out on the game when it's when I when I see the actual like teleportation, instant transmission, and they fly across, like that's when I I take a look and see, okay, did they get teleported or or or, or do they have bad connections? Like one of the random green green bar warriors that all of a sudden don't work work out. I'm like, what just happened? So that that's what I that's the only time I look at it. So if I don't see that, I don't pay attention to the, to the connections. Okay. Well, do we want to move on to this stuff that changed for the uh, PC beta then? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, uh, and talk about it. Okay. Well, um, Josh Hamrick, this was a, a, kind of his section. He was talking about everything they changed in the sandbox. Um, first thing they changed, they fixed the infinite super glitch, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it, it had to happen. It was just kind of a fun little glitch people were playing with, though. Uh, they fixed the uh, Warlock Glide glitch. So warlocks aren't masters of speed anymore. <laughs> they, they fixed the infinite uh, grenade glitch. That could happen in PvP, so I'm super happy that they fixed it. Um, the warlocks now have the same melee range as all of their classes. What's funny about this, I don't know if you notice or remember this, they said that all melee ranges were going to be like normalized. And then like when we got to the beta, it was not, <laughs> uh, which was kind of funny and, you know, surprised me, which I never we never actually talked about it when it was going on because I was confused because they had said it was going to be normalized. So here is here is them saying that, yes, it truly was. We fixed it now. Um, 
They globally reduced the time it takes to charge your, charge your super, something everybody had asked for. Everybody was saying that supers took too long. Uh, so going along with like the increase to the control score limit, that'll help you get more supers in a game and change up when supers are used. Um, they increased grenade damage in PvE because they didn't want to bring the cooldown to be shorter. They just made the grenades stronger. And they increased power drops in PvE. And the thing I, that they did with this that I think is really cool is they made it so all yellow bar enemies will direct will directly drop power ammo which i think is awesome because that's like you know that if you kill this enemy you're getting power ammo which can help you say you're doing a raiding counter and you know when a yellow enemy will spawn it helps you plan for your power ammo usage those damn praetorians better drop me some heavy ammo <laughs> no it, it, it was just weird too that bungie specifically said you can farm heavy ammo or i'm sorry i'm so used to saying heavy ammo you can farm power ammo from these guys. I'm like, what? You're actually allowing us to farm? What? Oh my gosh. So yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping that they make it so that power ammo um, becomes an actual tool. Um, the, the problem with heavy ammo in Destiny 1 was you always felt like you had to hoard it until it was absolutely necessary or until you got to a boss. And then... Like you would see bricks all over the place. You're like, I can't, I don't want, I still don't want to use it. I don't want to use it. Like I want to see more active use of this, of this, these tools. Especially because snipers and shotguns or stuff are now power ammo. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that these changes basically will encourage people to use these, these heavy weapons, not just in for, for bosses or storing it and storing it and storing it, but for actually using it in multiple situations to the point where, it doesn't feel like you're being restricted, but you do recognize its power and, and it has a lot of power. The one thing, like these power weapons, they felt really, really strong in PvE when you had the ammo for it, except for grenade launchers. Grenade launchers just hot garbage. Like, let, Hey, they, they were fun. They were very fun. Just because they were fun didn't mean that they were useful. <laughs> but they were fun, okay? It was hot garbage. Anyway, um... Yeah, they, they felt powerful, and, and that's what I was looking for. All weapons, especially fusion rifles. Oh, my God. Um, but they, they felt really, really good, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to be using these weapons in the future. It's only... It's less than a month away, people. It's less than a month away. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the video that they did release for PvP, in particular for... Well, do we want to finish the... Uh... Whatever this thing's called, TWAB first. There's nothing much. What else do you want to talk about in the TWAB? I want to talk about our farewell to trials, man. We. I was gonna. Uh, there's a reason why I didn't jump on that. We're gonna save that for later. Okay. All right. But was there anything else in the TWAB that you wanted to discuss, David? Uh, no, just trials. Okay. Move. I will miss. Moving you. on. So there was a video that was put in the TWAB. They actually released this on the Facebook page and on their Instagram and all of all, all the other social network sites um, where they had, you know, they, they were kind of showing off the um, competitive side of, of Crucible countdown and the new game mode. And there were a couple of things that stood out beyond, you know, them just showing cold heart. Usually Bungie, when they do these videos, they kind of tease at something. And immediately people picked up that there was a Titan that was using the, or at least something that looked like the Tychonaut helmet. The Tychonaut helmet in Destiny 1 was a helmet that all, gave all rocket launchers tracking. Um, I was like... And the Warlock that was using Starfire Protocol. A warlock that was using Starfire Protocol... Or what looked like Starfire. Then there was... I didn't really see it like that. It, they mentioned... Um, what's that green rocket launcher? I don't know. Uh, it, it, whatever. It, it was... It was. Wait, the exotic? The green exotic? No, it's a regular green rocket launcher. Um, not important, but but that, that's the one everybody uh, wanted tripods and grenades and horseshoes on. Um, it, it was a... Crucible drop. I it didn't really look like it. But Ash Factory. That one, thank you. Um, but it didn't really look like Ash Factory, but people immediately went to Ash Factory because of the color. And then there was a Suro Scout rifle, 
which looked almost identical to the one that we got from um, Arms Day. So people immediately said, oh, God, Bungie lied. Exotics are coming back. What is going on? Why, like, why are we bringing it back? Like, there are people on both sides, like, why are we bringing it back? Why aren't they gone? And then there were people who said, um, "Well, of course they're going to be back. You know that they're going to be back." So there was a lot of people upset about this video, not because of the competitive crucible. They were actually upset at other other things beyond that. And I don't know how to feel about this. I really don't. I would be upset, honestly, if if they brought back exotics um, or even like changed the exotics, but brought back the skins. To me, that's just lazy. And I've mentioned it before on the show. Like, I want my exotics to be special. I don't want there to be a buttload of exotics. So, like, the fact that they would just reuse skins or, like, reuse old exotics so that you could have more exotics, I think is dumb. Because I want exotics to be special. So, I don't know. It, me, personally, dumb. I don't like it. I, I I never saw it the way that people are saying it. And even looking at these pictures, like, I'm thinking maybe it's just like a similar look for a, a blue or a purple or something, but I I can't really see them bringing back the old exotics. If they do, though, bad move in my mind. Bad move in my mind. I personally, I don't know how to feel if the exotics were to return. The only reason I'm saying that is because for the longest time, Bungie wanted us to play with the new stuff, and they kept mentioning this is going to be a new game knew everything we're leaving the past behind we have to move on and they emphasize this by basically destroying your vault um would i be upset if they brought them back over time probably not but i gotta be honest if we're getting the same legendaries like the 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 the, the suro scout rifle upset me more than the exotic themselves. When I saw that Suro scout rifle, even if it's not the exact scout rifle, like it's it the it's virtually the same exact look. Take a look at the the, the images that that are online of, of the Suro scout rifle in Destiny Two, and it looks almost exactly like the scout rifle that we had from Arms Day, to the point where it's just like, what's the point? Like you. See, for me, though, that's a legendary. And like if, if a legendary looks the same, that's fine. It's the same reason why from Call of Duty to Call of Duty, the M16 looks the same and it's in all of them. In in Destiny to Destiny 2, you're in the same world. You can't say that all the Soros people were killed as well. There's still going to be Soros guns and Soros guns to me to follow the lore should still look like Soros guns. They'll feel different, they'll have different perks because they're changing how that works. But th they should be like essentially the same. When you go to the exotics, it's more these exotics were supposed to be special and destroyed in the tower. Like, how are you going to feel? So, so they said they're making exotics more niche now, which we've kind of seen with the exotics we experienced in the beta. So what happens when they bring back these old exotics? They bring back say they end up bringing back Gallahorn, they end up bringing back something like the last word. Then you have all these exotics, which either are going to be super overpowered compared to the current exotics, or they're going to be changed completely. And it's not going to be the exotic you remember. So therefore they're ruining in my mind, the lore to this gun that we experienced for three years. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm seeing the scout rifle and, it, it just brings back memories of reskins. So, I, 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 with regards to the, to the helmet, the, the, the Tychonaut looking helmet, it wouldn't surprise me if that was just a legendary helmet. Um, kind of like what they did with the exotic class armors from uh, Taken King, when the ones that you had to earn from leveling up your factions. Um, they brought legendary version of those. They didn't have the same exact perks, but it was just legendary versions. It wouldn't surprise me if the Taikana helmet, the one that we're looking at, is basically a legendary version of it. Um, since those are basically sp space helmets, it's they're they're not. It's just a space helmet. So, I, I'm I'm right. I'm interested to see what they do with those the new legendary weapons and items. 
I'm kind of hoping that they leave all the exotics back for at least some time. If the second, like five years, uh, I, I need a little bit of time with new stuff. And I don't want to deal with old stuff at this point in time just yet. It wouldn't surprise me if we brought they brought back, let's face it, Gallahorn, Last Word, Thorn, um, Icebreaker. But those weren't balanced in right, D1. But, and D2 for them is all about being balanced. Let me, so, like, how is that a good idea? Finish. So, it wouldn't surprise me if in the future they brought back Thorn, Gallahorn, Last Word, and Icebreaker because these are legendary weapons and items in... I, in, in destiny lore these are these are things that are i mean people wrote articles based on oh my god icebreakers for sale pick it up absolutely right now you got to do it these are iconic destiny items they're on destiny toys they're like the the big toys that they've been selling the the mcfarland toys the warlock for example the one that's um gamestop exclusive like it has the icebreaker on it these are iconic items so I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with them. And I'm, I'm, I, I just hope that we, we, we don't get old stuff now. That's basically what I'm getting to. I don't want old stuff anytime soon. Not just now. Like it's, it's a different game and. I personally would like to see Destiny switch to a um, WoW style model from model from mm-hmm. here out. So it, they just basically expansion everything, and every year we're getting a giant expansion, an entirely new story with new guns, with new everything, and everything else becomes so outdated it's not even usable. Kind of like what we saw happen to uh, all the Vault of Glass and stuff guns at Taken King, like. It became so outdated you couldn't use it, which I would have been happy with. And um, I want it to stay that way going on in the future. That way we never have an entire reset like we're having right now. Then our level can go from 20 to 40, from 40 to 60, from 60 to 80, from 80 to 100, and keep building up light level after that point. Say every time you reset, they reset the light level of everything back to zero, and all the new stuff goes from zero to 300 or whatever, and it's stuff you can obtain from level uh, 20 to 40, then the next expansion, 40 to 60. And and that's the way we do it. And that's honestly what I wanted from Destiny from the beginning but uh, destiny was so like so scrambled from the beginning and there is so much harshness associated with it that i understand why they did it i understand why they get want to get away from the low ratings but if destiny 2 gets high ratings then it, it leaves it open for this style model and i don't see them constantly bringing back old stuff as a way to fit into any good model like that or any good model of a game that I see as lasting 10 plus years. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and talk about the, the promotional items. We kind of touched on it last week with the Rockstar energy drinks. Now we have pop tarts because guys, you can't have enough sugar. So, not only do we have Rockstar Energy Drinks, but Pop-Tarts are the latest power-ups guardians around the world are using to get energy crashed and burn. Oh, (laughs) power-ups. That's what they are. Per reports, the Pop-Tarts will give you XP bonuses, while the Rockstar cans will get you legendary gear. Now, I have yet to still encounter these Rockstar cans. I do have a code. Um... Probably be giving out codes on the show for especially for people who don't have access to these because I know in Australia they don't get this bonus at all. So we got rocks. We we got Rockstar. We got Pop Tarts. David, what's the next thing you want to see uh, with some Destiny marketing? Nothing. You don't want Destiny mac and cheese. Come on, the ghost. Uh, you know, craft macaroni is actually. You know what? You're right. You're right. Let's think. What do I want to actually eat right. or drink? Um, Coca Cola. I could. I could live with Pepsi. You know, uh, Arnold Palmer. Any drink that is actually drinkable rather than energy drinks. Um, snack wise, you know, how about some Twinkies? That could be fun. Lay's potato chips, not Pop Tarts. Uh, yeah. 
Basically anything but this is what you're saying? Like they chose like I'm not a fan of energy drinks, but I think they chose the worst of the energy oh, drinks. Gosh. We're definitely not gonna get and sponsored like, by them at all. <laughs> Pop tarts? Why Pop Tarts, man? I had them when I was a kid, but now the only time I eat them is if like I'm starving on some camping expedition and there's a Walmart we happen to stop at on the way in and got Pop Tarts. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I'm probably gonna buy these just for the the XP and whatever, and then I'm gonna give away the Pop Tarts to the people I work with. It's like here's a Pop Tart. I'll just uh I'll just be a MLG Pro and not need XP boosts. Ooh. Ooh. Until somebody gives you a couple codes and you pop them in, you're like, oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll give uh-huh. my codes away. Liar. Any code that is given to me, I will give away you're on this show. Liar. Promise. You're- Promise. Cross my heart. We'll be giving away on this show. <laughs> All right. If I get we'll a code. We'll make sure to get codes somehow, some way. We'll give them out on the show. Um, so we'll 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 do something in the notes or something we'll 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 figure it out so before we get to the mid break i do want to talk about one last thing promotional wise that they got going on not here in the states nowhere in the states over there in jolly old england uh if you have virgin fiber you get an exclusive sparrow so i want to talk about this because i got to be honest it rubs me the wrong way. Whereas the other things that we've been getting, yeah, okay, it's it's everything here it has so far been cosmetic or minor. Doesn't affect the game in a, in any gigantic way. At a specific point, the only thing you're going to be using XP points is to most likely level your gear, and that's we're, we're assuming that that's what you're going to be doing. But we've we don't know if you're going to be leveling up your gear or whatever you need to level up. It rubs me the wrong way because it feels like too many things now are becoming exclusive. Like, oh, you're a Virgin Fiber customer. You get this Sparrow and only you get this Sparrow. Oh, you're a Comcast customer. You have access to this shader and only this, this isn't in the game or hasn't been announced yet. But let's say that Comcast had an exclusive shader. Like, we're getting to a point where, like, different people, different segments get different exclusive things. And then you have a whole set of people who don't have access to anything at all because they don't have that specific product or they're not using that specific thing. If it was something like an actual product that you can buy, irrespective of console or whatever, I get it. It's not that much of a barrier. But when it's a specific ISP... That's where I'm like, what? Like, like we're we're getting into ridiculousness territory now, and it's not, it's not a, it's it's weird. It's just weird. That's that's the only way I can put it. It is weird, but, but I don't care, and you shouldn't either. And here's why: because every time something exclusive is brought into the game. It means that money was given to Activision, to Bungie, to put this thing into the game to help further the game. So, the more exclusive stuff we have, the more money is being funneled into Destiny, the more content can be produced from the money, because that's how the world works. So, in my mind, they can give away as much exclusive stuff as they want, as many advertising things as they want, because I really don't care about having it. As long as it doesn't affect gameplay, I'm fine with it. And they can keep doing it so my game could be made better. I'm going to respectfully disagree just because I don't. That's fine. You're a collector. You I, like I, everything. I do like I collecting everything. Um, and the big thing about this game has been about collecting things. So now that we are basically not going to be able to collect everything, like part of the, like my main draw to this game is kind of like, I don't want to say shut down because I'm definitely going to be playing this game, but my further desire to want to continue to play the game many like down, down the line kind of been shut off just because I'm at a certain point. Like, for example, now I'm just like, 
what's the point of getting going and playing Destiny? I'm talking about Destiny One. Um, when I already have I've completed the book, the other things don't really matter. I already have the grimoire that I want. I don't want to step in and play the game. And that's where I'm like I'm eventually I'm, I'm gonna replace it with can't get everything. I'm kind of done. Let's move on. And I'm, I'm and I'm out of the game. So two different sides on I definitely I'm I understand that they're they're looking for money to pay, basically pay for continuing service. It's not a cheap game. There's a lot of things that are involved with this, but it just seems very weird. It it feels weird and I and I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. Um it just feels weird and scummy. Anyway, David, go ahead and talk about mash those buttons. Well, mash those buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about, and I like to provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right, and with that, literally three hours before the show was to start, there was an article on Reddit, and they brought up a couple very interesting points in an Edge mag- magazine. Um, so the beta did not contain the full implementation of how energy weapons work against AI combatants with elemental shields. When the shield is depleted, it explodes, nuking any air enemies that happen to be nearby. And this is if you were to take out that energy shield with the appropriate energy weapon. Solar against solar, arc against arc, void against void. Cool bonus. Like that. Thumbs up. So that basically gives you an incentive to wanting to use those energy weapons because, hey, you get to a firefly effect on the enemies next to them. Nightfall strikes now have a time limit, varying by strike. One example was 13 minutes. So efficiency and setting on a strategy beforehand will be important. There are going to be over 80 missions and PVE activities. Each is Meaning the... lost sectors and, and adventures and stuff. Right. Just to clarify. So there's 80 missions and PVE activities. Each is substantial in length, challenge, story, and reward. There was so much new content at one point in development that they realized that they had more content than progression. So... They fix that. So this is this is good. This is good. Um, there were apparently a few other things revealed to the Edge team visiting Bungie, but they were asked not to reveal. What involves the Hunter class and left the reviewers happy enough that the class is going to be shaping up well. Grenades and supers were also mentioned. And while they, I'm sorry, on the actual article, it says Wilds. Whilst they recharge faster than the beta, it seems we'll be encouraged to recharge them more quickly through aggressive play. So, for example, um, there's a Warlock exotic that lets you hover in air, kind of like the Imperium Bellicose or the Angel of Light, where kills while you're hovering will quickly recharge your grenade. And that I'm I'm actually really okay with. I, I don't want the how it is right now with the strength, the intellect, and the discipline being how you recharge your 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 weapons and I'm sorry your abilities supers exactly your supers like if, if I'm getting kills while in midair or getting kills like using the hunter example when he does does a roll if you get a melee kill you recharge your roll if you roll um you recharge your melee whatever the the, the combination was there where you saw that one hunter for example like stab roll stab roll stab roll like you're being encouraged to use these abilities and encouraged to use these combinations to get that um to get that going that's what i want to see more of like that doesn't feel cheap to me that feels right right i agree um and the other thing i really like about this is they mentioned that a warlock exotic chest will have this bonus where it recharges um your super faster or your grenade faster, whichever it is. But um, uh, I like that because that then makes these exotics have like a niche use 
that makes them interesting. You can build your loadout around an exotic because they have these specific uses. And that's how I feel like exotics should really play out. They should have a great benefit to you when you use them in an intended manner. Mm -hmm. All right. And with that, we're going to be going into messages from the reef. So messages from the reef is our section where we talk about the game with you, the audience. And on this week, we only have one question and one question only. I hear you guys talking, this is from Frank D, by the way. I hear you guys talking a lot about the upcoming beta, but what about the McFarlane Destiny toys? Hmm, what about the toys? Uh, They're toys. Yes. Um, I, so I, for one, similar note, uh, I collect pop figures. I collect the Star Wars ones mainly, but there are the Destiny pop figures, which I will be obtaining. Um, And I think the McFarlane toys are along the same route where if you are a collector of said things, uh, they're cool. They they look great. Um, And if you want them, like, get them. I mean, I don't know know what else to say about that. So I can actually comment on them because I just happened to get one yesterday. Nice. Very nice. So I got the... You would get the Warlock, you scrub. I got the Warlock, uh, the the one from GameStop, the GameStop exclusive. So it looks great. looks fantastic. In fact, if you're watching us live on stream, here he is. But I got to be honest. This thing is stiff as hell. And, not in a, and I don't know if it's me, but the actual... The, the actual the toy feels fine until you realize how easy it is to break. Um, in fact, my warlock came in broken. I'm going to have to bring it back to GameStop or whatever. But it came in broken. Um, these The weapons... So this warlock, for example, comes with the Touch of Malice. And it comes with Icebreaker. And Icebreaker is broken. And it's broken because on the actual weapons, there's these, which I'm, I'm getting, the, the people who are watching probably can see exactly, uh, probably see this a little bit better than people who are listening. On the back of the of the Warlock or on the Hunter or on the Titan are these little, there's a hole there. Um, and on the weapon itself is a little protruding nod or rod or whatever that allows you to stick it on the back well it was completely broken when i opened up the package so the only one that i'm able to put on the back is touch of malice and if you notice touch of malice doesn't have it anymore on it because it got stuck to the back of the warlock didn't press down on it hard didn't put any real pressure um but it's there, it's stuck, so the only one I can have on the Warlock on the back is a Touch of Malice. Um, so that's a little bit of a problem. And even worse is the base. So you got the base that comes with the actual toy. The base is a little is cheap plastic. It, it Very light. No, nothing real special about it. The problem is trying to stand this guy up. Um, so... It's, it's held up on the base by a little knob on the base. Put it on the left foot, and it's supposed to hold this thing up. But the problem is, right foot is completely wobbly and moves moves around. And look what happens to the, if for people watching live, look what happens to the warlock. The dude is basically doing the, uh, the moon moonwalk. Or, or he's like, he's ready to fold, and there he falls over. I'm sorry. Like, I did not put much effort into making the Warlock fall right there. So this is a huge problem in terms of trying to position him and and whatnot. It, 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 it's, it's a shame because the actual Warlock himself looks great. Like, it's not cheap plastic. Like, this feels like an actual... Like, this feels like actual cloth. You can pull it apart, put it back in, like... But he's he's gonna be stuck in that same pose. There's no like he's not gonna be able to bend. He can bend one leg. The other leg doesn't bend at all. 
it, it, th- there's I, I get it. There's there's limited things that you can do. The really cool thing about it is the hands. You can pull them apart to put the guns in. Um, I'm a little disappointed that it came in broken, and I'm a lot more disappointed on the base itself not being able to properly hold up the world. Properly hold up the world. <laughs> Things are just falling apart with this. You see, for those of you listening, it just all fell to pieces. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and and whoever's watching, like you can you can you can you're, you're you can agree that I'm not putting much. Like I, I just did this, and the entire thing fell off. And I held the warlock up, and it, he was leaning over like he was about to fall off. So I'm a little disappointed in not so much the 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 physical look of it. The look is fantastic. The build feels great, but it feels like they really skimped on posing of the toy. So that's a problem for me. And uh, question from chat: How much was it? Uh, this bad boy was about twenty bucks. I believe is I believe they retail for nineteen ninety nine. So I'm a little disappointed. This is U.S. dollars, so it may change from. Um, country to country, so I apologize. I can't give you every single country's uh, price range, but it's a little disappointing that it doesn't pose. It doesn't feel like it poses right. Like that's what kills me. Like, look at the detail in, in the icebreaker. Like this, this is not like one of those plastic toys that you don't know. It's like some random. Fru-fru-gum. And for those of you listening and not being able to watch, it's very detailed. Yeah, it looks like Icebreaker. It, it even doesn't have the – it has a weird design. Like there's no scope. Like there's a scope on the back. And there's no scope that comes from the front. Where where the heck is it aiming from? And then look at Touch of Malice. Like Touch of Malice looks like Touch of Malice. It eat, like the, the cloth, it folds up. Like this is, this is an actual like piece that feels like it's real. It, it feels like it came directly from Destiny. And it's a shame that the actual posing of the figure, like it, it just feels like it falls apart. So that's my little review on, on the toys. I'm hoping that this is just a bad product that I got, and that the if I get a return on it, that it actually comes up good, because the version I got, like it falls over, hard to pose, really stiff, and it just. It's unfortunate because I really, really like how it looks. I really do. All right. And with that, we're going to be going to our streamer of the week. And this week's streamer, he's actually watching us right now on Twitch. So hello, Mr. Canadian underscore icon or Canadian icon, obviously. You can find him on Twitter at iconic underscore Canadian or on Twitch at www.twitch.tv forward slash Canadian underscore icon. We're going to be including all this information in the show notes so you don't have to write it down, um, but definitely check him out. His usual stream times are from 12 noon to 4 p.m. Eastern time. However, he has stated to me that he's going to be moving to 6.30 p.m. Eastern time to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. He's married with a teenage son and a Rottweiler, currently residing in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's a proud member of hashtag the pond hashtag the pizza party and hashtag team SSG. His stream is called the caribou crew and anyone that follows the stream is considered to be an honorary Canadian. So, Oh, Canada. And I'm very, very glad to have him um, as this week's streamer of the week. If you guys want to nominate anybody for streamer of the week, make sure you guys send us an email to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter at InOrbitPodcast. And I think that's it for this week, David. Do you have anything else you want to throw up before we uh, we close this bad boy up? Uh, no, not really. Just looking forward to D2. We got less than a month. And then uh, we will be uh, talking about how much we love this game while actually playing it. All right. We'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up, David. All right. Well, we want to thank you, as always, for listening to In Orbit and thank those of you who have tuned in, joined us on stream. We appreciate it. Uh, We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do that is to simply share In Orbit with others. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm. 
Pocket Casts, YouTube, and we have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on Mash Those Buttons Network at mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule for all scheduling details. And you can, as I mentioned, you can check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash inorbit podcast, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, youtube.com slash mash those buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore bolt or streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DS bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And we're definitely going to try to have him back um, sometime soon, um, hopefully next week. But you can find it's Scrub Lord at ITS S C R U B L O R D on Twitter. And he has all information there for Twitch. We'll uh, try to, we'll definitely try our best to get him on next week. Um, things just fell apart um, this time, I guess. Um, but check him out there. You can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G O, the number two NRG. And as I mentioned, send us questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a tweet at inorbitpodcast or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dsbolt. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, myself, we want to thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.